Support for this podcast comes from Canva. When you look good, you feel good. But when your presentations look great, it can feel like you're walking on a cloud. You can design stunning work presentations, docs, whiteboards, and videos with Canva. Start with a designer-made template. Use it as a springboard for your design. Add images, graphics, charts, and more from Canva's massive media library. Start designing today at canva.com. Designed for work. Hi, we're Visible. We're the wireless company with nothing to hide. Seriously. Hidden fees? We don't have them. Annual contracts? Not our thing. Great wireless on just one line? Now that's more like it. Get unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month. Taxes and fees included. That's right. $25 a month? Every month. Sorry, hidden fees. We're just not that into you. Sometimes the choice is just Visible. Switch today at Visible.com. Rate with service on the Visible plan. For additional terms and network management practices, see Visible.com. Welcome to the Prop2 Pod's Office Hours. This is the part of the show where we answer your questions about business, big tech, entrepreneurship, and whatever else is on your mind. If you'd like to submit a question, please email a voice recording to officehours at propgmedia.com. Again, that's officehours at propgmedia.com. And just a quick note, I'm on the road and having technical difficulties, which is why I might sound a little different today. Let's just call it Daddy. Daddy went deep in the paint last night and had a few makers and ginger, and that's why I sound like shit. No, it's not technical difficulties. It is that I have gotten more out of alcohol than it's gotten out of me. Boom! First question. Hello, Prof G and fellow Gooner. This is Ben from Encinitas, California. My question for you is around the 2024 presidential election. That news cycle is in full swing. So I'm curious who you got. And if you don't know yet, I'd be curious to hear what your overall philosophy is on voting. What character traits do you look for in a candidate? And or what are the topics that are most important to you this cycle? Thanks, Prof G. Uh, first off, um, I am a gooner. I finally come out of the closet, so to speak, as an Arsenal fan. Uh, one, the Emirates Stadium is closest to me, and I'm definitely a person or a man of convenience. Two, I love Bukayo Saka. Uh, anyways, um, yes, I am a gooner, so to speak. Uh, in terms of in terms of voting in the election, I think I've been pretty transparent about this. I will canvas, uh, probably give some money and vote for the Democratic nominee, uh, assuming it's most likely going to be Joe Biden. I think President Biden has done a great job on any data-driven metric you could look at, whether it's pulling us back from COVID, whether it's the economy, whether it's jobs added, uh, whether it's Infrastructure Act, he's legislatively been a successful president. I think he's handling... Uh, the conflict, I don't even call it conflict. I think he is handling the terrorist activity of Hamas really well. I think he looks like a guy who knows what he's doing and he's providing comfort and he's being decisive and unequivocal. I think sending the SS Ford carrier strike group to the Gulf is kind of doing the best at keeping a reasonable amount of peace right now. I'm glad he's in charge. I think he's a good man. Um, my fear, and I've said this and also be quite transparent, I think it is ridiculous that we are going to have a president who's going to be 86 if he's reelected, leaving the last time he leaves the West Lawn. I think that is just 
insane that we are choosing between an obese 77 year old and or 78 year old and an 82 year old our electorate our elected officials are just way too fucking old and if that sounds ageist i am ageist you know who else is ageist biology it is ridiculous that we are counting on people this old to endure this sort of physically and mentally taxing a job with so much on the line. I just, we need either term limits or ranked choice voting or to de-gerrymander districts such that being an incumbent isn't the premier criteria for who gets elected. Having said that, I will vote for Joe Biden, assuming he is the candidate. What people don't realize about the election that I think is really interesting is that the media wants to keep you glued to their content so they pretend that these national polls mean anything. No, they don't. The election has already happened. It's already taken place in 44 of the 50 states. It's Nevada, maybe Arizona, Michigan, Wisconsin, maybe North Carolina, Pennsylvania, maybe Georgia. Nothing else matters. They've already voted in California. They've already voted in South Dakota. We know what those states are going to... The candidates are going to spend no money in 40 to 44 of the states because they have already made up their mind. It comes down to, and within those states, this is where it gets really wild, within those states, those swing states, it comes down to a small number of counties, these kind of, and then a small number of voters, basically soccer moms in ex-urban areas who are sort of moderates. There probably 50,000 people in a nation of 355 million are going to decide who is the most powerful person in the world. What do I think is going to happen? What are the externalities and the weirdness that'll create? If I were Putin and I saw that the fastest blue line path to victory in Ukraine was the reelection of Donald Trump, I would take five, ten billion dollars and weaponize Albanian troll farms and AI. Russians have very smart scientists to start A-B testing different types of deep fake content that depositions Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. I think Vice President Harris has been a disaster. Everyone I speak to who works with her says she is a competent, impressive person. But in our nation, perception matters. And the perception of Vice President Harris to date is that she brightens up a room by leaving it with respect to her leadership skills. Who would I like to see as president? I think our bench is really deep on the Democratic side. I personally would really like to see Governor Newsom run for president. And as trip to Israel kind of says that he's going to run for president, it's either going to be, I don't know, in 2024, most likely in 2028. I think he's sort of saying, I'm ready, coach, should our current quarterback, he's Steve Young on the bench saying, yeah, Joe Montana is great, done a great job. But if he blows a knee or comes out of the game or gets hurt, I'm ready. Put me in, coach. I'm warmed up. I'm ready. The fact that he runs the fifth largest economy in the world, California has a huge amount of problems. It also has a huge amount of assets. California runs a budget surplus. I think the contrast of youth, of stature, of someone who comes across as reasonable and empathetic, I think that's how we uh, hold on to the White House. I think President Joe Biden's legacy will be fantastic. Let's go deeper into our bench. Let's put up a fantastic nominee who represents the future. Appreciate the question. Question number two. Hi, Scott. My name's Kennedy, and I'm 24, and I'm looking for some career trajectory advice. I have a degree in marketing and fashion, but for the past two years, I have been working in a buying and revenue planning role for what we can call a CPG company. For the past 12 months, I've been advocating for myself to move to the London office within this company. I was given an offer letter to join the marketing team over here. My visa was sponsored and I was relocated. On the day I was supposed to start, they told me that my position and salary can no longer be supported. I was given the option to relocate myself back to the U.S. and return to my old position or to take 
another role here and a $25,000 salary decrease. I'm eager to get experience building a brand and supporting a marketing team. So I'm wondering if it's in my best interest to go back to New York or maybe even LA and find a new job or take the salary cut just for the experience on a marketing team. Thank you for any thoughts you have on this situation. And thank you so much for the podcast. It's not only a source of joy, but keeps me highly informed. Uh, Kennedy, first off, I'm sorry. This just sucks at 24. I mean, it sounds like you're obviously pretty good. They wanted, they relocated you. You're in London. You're killing it. And then you have this bullshit. I'm sorry. The one thing I would tell you, though, is that in 10 years, much less 20 or 30, you're going to look back and think, yeah, that sucked. But what you're going to be upset about is probably how upset you are about it. And that is, this is a bummer, but it's this is meaningful, but it's not profound. And a lot of this is situational. My, my initial gut is the following, and I would need some more information around your specific situation. But that is, if if you can afford to stay in London with that cut, I would probably stay. Uh, the opportunity to live in London at the age of 24, I just, I just wonder if you're going to look back and think, if you were to move back to the U.S., I think you're going to wonder and look back and think, oh, you know, I should have done what I could to stay in London and experience that for a couple of years. It's like you got here, when I say here in London, you got the visa, you got relocated. I think you're more likely than not to think or wish you had tried to figure out a way to experience living in Europe as a young woman. You need a kitchen cabinet right now. You need someone within the company you trust, someone who knows you, someone you can talk to about the situation, who you can provide more color and nuance, who can give you some advice here. I mean, the bottom line is if you can't afford to be there, you can't afford to be there. And a $25,000 cut for a 24-year-old is real. Um, also, I would potentially think about finding a role or maybe doing a little bit of searching to see if there's an equivalent role in London at the salary you had with another firm. It, does, it sounds to me they like you, they want to keep you, but they've said we can't justify your role at the current cost. But the head fake of getting you over there and relocating you and then laying this shit on you, I don't know, that's pretty rough. Here's the bottom line. You're 24, you're obviously very talented, and you figured out a way to do what 99% of the world dreams of doing, and that is getting to London, getting a visa, being relocated. I just, I would hate to see you, I'd hate to see you give that up. Best of luck to you, and again, again, don't be too hard on yourself. The fact that you got there means that you're an impressive young woman and you are doing something right. We have one quick break before our final question. Stay with us. When your work presentations and docs look good, you look good. You can design stunning work presentations, docs, whiteboards, and videos with Canva. You can start with a designer-made template, then use that as a springboard for your design. Add images, graphics, charts, and more from Canva's massive media library. Or get a huge head start with AI-powered Canva presentations and docs. Just describe what you want with a few words, and Canva will generate amazing slides and text in seconds. It's AI that anybody can use, no matter what department you work in or whatever work task you need to get done. Look, we all need to visually communicate at work. Canva makes it easy to get your point across while looking professional. And at the end of it all, that stunning Canva presentation is going to make you look good. Wow any audience and finish your work faster. Start designing today at canva.com. Design for work. 
Hi, we're Visible. We're the wireless company with nothing to hide. Seriously. Hidden fees? We don't have them. Annual contracts? Not our thing. Great wireless on just one line? Now that's more like it. Get unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month. Taxes and fees included. That's right. $25 a month? Every month. Sorry, hidden fees. We're just not that into you. Sometimes the choice is just Visible. Switch today at Visible.com. Rate with service on the Visible plan. For additional terms and network management practices, see Visible.com. Welcome back. Question number three. Hey, Scott. My name is Ben, longtime listener and big fan of yours. Uh, several months ago on Pivot, you mentioned you were considering a private investment in PutShack. It was kind of an offhand comment, but I found it super interesting. I'd like to dive a bit more into it. Um, with that opportunity as an example, could you walk us through the private investment experience um, that you often have? how opportunities generally arise, what sort of due diligence you conduct, how you decide whether or not to invest, how much you typically invest, and then ultimately what your relationship is like with the company after you've invested in them. I think uh, it'd be super interesting to hear all of that. Thank you so much for your content and your time. Appreciate it. Uh, ben, thanks for the question. So first off, I believe that for the vast majority of people, the best investment strategy uh, is probably low-cost index or ETF funds. That if you have a friend or you have access to a private investment and you want to take a small amount of your capital, 10, 15, 20% max at your age, um, then go for it. If you feel it's something you're really passionate about or it's something you're doing, then 100%. And sometimes to start your own business, you got to go all in and you don't have any choice but to invest everything you have. And I get that. But to be blunt, I have access and opportunities that most people do not have. And it's taken me 30 years of working my ass off and luck to get those opportunities. So what is my approach? I coach a lot of companies and CEOs and boards and VCs and private equity funds. And occasionally I get the opportunity to co-invest with a venture capital or a private equity fund in a private company. And if they're smart people and it's a company or a sector that I feel like I understand and I can bring some value to, I will invest somewhere between, call it one and 4% of my net worth, never more than 5%, because I assume there is a huge probability, a real probability the investment will go to zero. Private companies are very volatile, they're illiquid. Over time, they should return more because of the illiquidity, but you gotta assume or gotta calculate the possibility they go to zero. And you also want to be able to sleep at night. So imagine it goes to zero and say, would I be able to sleep at night if it went to zero? And if the answer is no, you're investing too much, you shouldn't do it. So I co-invest with VCs and private equity firms in small private or sometimes bigger private companies. In the instance of Putchak, I met these really talented private equity guys out of Edinburgh. I have not invested, but the reason I like Putchak is I think there's going to be a huge trend towards trying to get out of the house and as a father, I just see, one, how hard it is uh, to get your kids out of the house and find interesting things to do, and two, um, that I think you're going to see more and more of it post-COVID. I think there's sort of a revenge activity mindset. Let's get out of the house. Let's do stuff on the weekends. And I've been to Putchak. I think it's a neat concept. I think there's some barriers because the real estate is expensive to acquire. I just like it. And I want to be also, I want to invest in things I personally have an attachment to, but the majority of people don't have the opportunities I have. I did not have the opportunities I have until I was 30 years in. So what I would suggest 
is that if you find something, a private company that someone you know and trust is doing, you want to take a small amount of your capital, fine. You want to invest in yourself and you want to start a business, I get that you may have to go put a disproportionate amount of your own human and financial capital. But for the most part, for the most part, most people should invest in diversified, low-cost funds. That is the best way to get rich slowly. What I would suggest is if you want to invest or take advantage of private companies, you invest in a fund that invests across a diversified set of private companies. I appreciate the question. Best of luck to you. That's all for this episode. If you'd like to submit a question, please email a voice recording to officehours at prop2media.com. Again, that's officehours at prop2media.com. This episode was produced by Caroline Shagrin. Jennifer Sanchez is our associate producer, and Drew Burrows is our technical director. Thank you for listening to the Prop G Pod from the Vox Media Podcast Network. We will catch you on Saturday for No Mercy, No Malice, as read by George Hahn, and on Monday with our weekly market show. Thanks to Canva for their support. You're busy, there's no denying that, and we all wish for just a little more time in the day. So why not let Canva help you get your work done faster and more efficiently? You can get started with their AI-powered presentations. Just describe what you want with a few words and Canva will generate amazing slides in seconds. It's AI that anybody can use, no matter what department you work in or whatever task you need to get done. Finish your deck faster. Start designing today at canva.com. Designed for work. Hi, we're Visible. We're the wireless company with nothing to hide. Seriously. Hidden fees? We don't have them. Annual contracts? Not our thing. Great wireless on just one line? Now that's more like it. Get unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month. Taxes and fees included. That's right. $25 a month? Every month. Sorry, hidden fees. We're just not that into you. Sometimes the choice is just Visible. Switch today at Visible.com. Rate with service on the Visible plan. For additional terms and network management practices, see Visible.com.